14th. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank and praise you, Father, and we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I thank you that we want to hear from heaven and be healed, be delivered, be set free. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the days of persecution. We talked about the end time. Uh, yesterday, and I think I, I had a good time. Learned a lot, amen. So we're living in the days of the persecuted church. You know, if you come to our uh, monthly meetings, Pastor Barb does a, a wonderful teaching on it, the persecuted church. And it's just happening so much. You know, you would think you, you're hearing about something that happened in the 40s or in the 1800s. It's hard to believe that people are being persecuted every day for the sake of the gospel just because they love Jesus and they want to read their Bible. And so um, it's just so sad. These people don't want you to have Bible study and not. Uh, we see that's coming to this country. It's here now. Amen. And the spirit of socialism is after you. Socialism does not want you to serve God, preach the gospel. You know, the world wants to tell us what to preach. And so, you know, a watered down message. And so the churches are emptying out. Amen. But, you know, the remnant is still is going to serve God. The remnant will pray. Amen. The, the remnant will preach, teach. And and they will um, obey God and do what we're supposed to do. Amen. And we will not let God down. God has people all over the world. Amen. He has his people in high and low in many places. So we are not alone. Amen. You know, the enemy wants us to think that we're a, a faithful few, but they are many. Amen. What's this scripture that says those are those that are with us? are more than those that are against us. It's just that the heathen rage so loud because he wants to see the the one thing that the devil uses is fear tactics. And if he can put you in fear where where you don't want to open your mouth and be heard and preach that gospel, tell people Jesus loved them, stand for the word, do the right thing, you know, then he's got you. And so this is what he wants to do, silence the voice of the believer. But we're not going to fall for that. Amen. We're going to preach the gospel while it is yet day. Amen. So the Bible tells us that we will suffer persecution. See, now the Bible's already told us if you love Jesus, you're going to be persecuted. So feel comfortable in it. It's not pleasant. Nobody likes persecution. It's not pleasant. But, you know, you will be persecuted for the sake of the gospel. You just will. Amen. Realistically, uh, they want to treat us wrong, shut our mouths, and not uh, allow us to speak. Amen. And you'd be surprised how many churches are falling for this. They're not preaching the gospel. They're preaching the watered-down message. You know, they've gone back to the world. But we will stand. Amen. The Bible says, having done all, to stand. So uh, the Bible says that we will be persecuted for the sake of the gospel. But people still want to know when is the end. So you kind of see why they want to know when is the end. They're tired already. Get ready for the fight. Amen. 
Honey, we haven't seen the devil act out yet. We haven't seen anything yet. So we need to get ready. Why don't we go to Matthew 5. Hallelujah. And we'll read a little bit. Matthew 5 verse 10. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. And it says here, where's 10? Oh, yeah. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. It's hard to get exceedingly glad, isn't it, (laughs) when you're going through. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hallelujah. So they persecuted the prophets and they will persecute me and you. Amen. But all trouble is not persecution. Amen. You know, a lot of times people say, well, I, 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 this happened to me because of persecution. Not all the time. Amen. Not all the time. That word persecution means hostility and ill treatment, victimizing or victimization, oppression, discrimination, and tyranny. Persecution is what happens when you decide to follow Christ and not compromise. Christians are often stereotyped and portrayed as weak hypocrites that don't live how they talk. And I'm telling you, that's why the world is always after Christians, because they don't live what they talk. They live one way and talk another, or they talk a good game, they don't live that way, I should say. And so this is really why we're maligned. We're maligned, and it's it's okay to be a Christian as long as you keep your beliefs to yourself. See, that's when uh, the world gets angry when we start to speak up. And when we, you know, it's like if you own a bakery, you're going to bake and put whatever they tell you on your cake. You can't be who you are. And so this is why persecution happens. Then you persecute it. Then they want to take you to court. Then they want to take all your money. You know, then they want to, you know, put you on blast. But I'm telling you, If we just stand, having done all, stand and don't fold, we will see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the world wants us to take, take us to court. I said that. And it wants to deplete you. Because if they can take all of your money, you know, then they don't have to listen to you. Put them under conviction for their sin. So preach a watered down gospel. That's what they want the church to do. Preach a watered down gospel. The world hates truth. And the world hates light. The Bible says we are the light of the world. See, we're their light. We shine in them. We are the light that shines like a city on a hill. They don't want to hear that. They want to only operate in darkness. You know, only talk in darkness. And they don't like to be exposed. And so all we can do is just stick with God, stick with the word, and say what's true and stand for truth. Amen. And don't fold. Don't fold. Let's go to Romans 12, 2. Or you don't have to go there. It says, you know, most of you know it. Do not conform to this world. 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Don't, in other words, don't think like them. Don't act like them. Don't be a part of the system, the world system. Don't dress like them. Don't curse like them. Don't do it. And if you mess up and do it, repent and get back where you ought to be. Amen. There's always repentance. The world hates feeling guilty about how how they live their lives. So they want you to join in with them to take the pressure off. Amen. So they hate Christians. You know, the world really don't like us. They act like they do, but they don't. And your presence makes them nervous. Amen. Hallelujah. The world hates true accountability, our accountability to God. The world hates that. They want us to turn our backs on the word, turn our backs on God. Don't take a stand. Bow to, to whatever is the, for, to their agenda. I'll say that. And do whatever it is that we used to do before we got saved. Amen. They want us to come back, you know, go back to the world. But the Bible clearly tells us, I didn't write that scripture down, but somewhere it says don't be in, don't get entangled in the world or in what you used to, what you've been delivered from. Don't go back and get entangled in that. Amen. It doesn't want that. God doesn't want that. He wants us to keep marching. Even though we're criticized, even though we, you know, we feel alone, just keep marching, keep standing, keep standing for righteousness, keep standing for truth. Amen. And do the work of the ministry. I think if the church gets busy doing what they're supposed to do, they won't get caught up in so much stuff. Always plan. Amen. Do what we're supposed to do. Quit plan. Take this walk seriously because it is a serious walk. Amen. And and don't be afraid to let people know you belong to God. I belong to God. Even though you've messed up, repent and and let people know that you belong to God. You're standing for what God is standing for. Amen. Carnal Christians hate to be convicted. They don't like the Holy Spirit convicting, convicting them. And this is why churches preach a feel-good message. So no conviction is in the church. A lot of people leave churches because they they get angry about what's being preached. But if you go to a church that where you don't get convicted, you need to leave. Amen. You don't leave because of conviction. You 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 leave because you. I mean, you don't leave because you didn't get convicted. Am I saying that right? Yeah. You leave because if you don't get convicted, you need to leave because there's no power there. And see, this is why uh, tradition, and, and I'm going to tell you something, they always have big congregations because they want to feel good. Oh, we had church. They call having church, and I'm not saying that some of them don't have church, but basically what they call having church is something that made them feel good. Amen. And what makes them feel good is no power, you know, no word that cuts no conviction, no make nothing that makes you think, nothing that makes you repent and say, I shouldn't have done that. There's nothing in a feel-good message. And so we need to, we need to, uh, <laughs> we need to be convicted when we hear a sermon. We need to go home and think. 
and say, you know, I'm tired of living like this. I don't care all of us, you know. I'm not doing this foolishness anymore. Amen. And if you are guilty, repent. God forgives. All we need to do is repent. Amen. And stop being a carnal Christian because the world, listen, this is the thing about the world. They don't respect you. They pretend like they do. They don't respect you. They don't like you. Amen. They don't. Amen. So, you know, they'll tell you, well, we're under grace. Don't forget. See, that's the kicker. We're under grace. Don't forget. But see, grace is not a replacement for repentance. You still got to repent because we all mess up. And some of us mess up majorly. Amen. But there's no forgiveness, no repentance, no nothing. But we need to stop the church. The end time church is going to rise up. They're going to rise up. They're going to get it right. They're going to pray. They're going to take these things seriously. A a lot of things that we're faced, abortion and all of these other, and and we're going to just have to make some people mad. Rape and and all of this stuff. We're just going to have to make some people mad. Amen. From Genesis to Revelation, starting with the killing of all the male babies to Jesus in that manger. Christianity posed a threat to the world. You know, you ever heard of a little baby threatening people? They looking for him to kill him. He's in a manger. Amen. See, that's just how much uh, uh, darkness hate the light. Darkness wants to stop the light from shining. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't dare try to defend yourself. You know, you don't dare do that. Amen. You know, it's, it's just bad. And so we need to do what God tells us to do, no matter how much it hurts. And most of you know who Stephen was. He, he was martyred, who was stoned to death for preaching Jesus Christ. Amen. This is persecution. This is what persecution is. Most of us haven't even been persecuted. We just complain about the little, well, well they, they were mean to me. You ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. Wait till you, you can't go to work without being heckled. Amen. Can't go to school without the other students messing with you because you got an A. I mean, life is getting rough. And so we need to take this seriously. We need to rise up in power. Amen. Let's go to Acts 7. I'm going to be quick today because I know I drug out yesterday. Acts 7, verse 54. And it says, uh, and it's talking about Stephen when he was martyred. It says here, um, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Amen. Now he was preaching the gospel and he was uh, representing the Holy Spirit. He was in the spirit. And they said, uh, let's see, where am I at? Oh, they were gnashing of teeth. In 55 it says, but he being full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, look, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out 
with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with on one accord or with one accord. Amen. <clears throat> See, in other words, Stephen exposed their sin and they ran after him to kill him. 58, it says, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness, the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not change, do not charge them. How many of you can say that? I don't know if I can. Do not, <clears throat> do not charge them with this sin. And then he had, he had said this and he fell asleep. Amen. So, you know, we know. And then it, uh, you can read this when you go home in the eighth chapter. It talks about Paul when he, before he became Paul, he was Saul. And it talks about how he turned around and did the same thing Stephen died for. He persecuted the church. Amen. But he was converted. Praise God. It's never too late. Amen. Never too late. Hallelujah. So this is why the world hates and wants to shut the church down. But but the church must rise up and fight back. You got to get louder. You got to get more consistent. Amen. You got to be more obedient to God. You need to do what God told you to do. You know, take it from the pulpits to the street, from the pew to the street. We need to do what God has called us to do. And see, this is why sin is so rampant, because people out there have not come into the knowledge of the Lord. We need to pray that the Lord of the harvest send laborers across their path to speak life to them. People need life. People need light. And we are the light. We're not just some scummy people or, or, or sinners saved by grace. We are the light of life. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're God's chosen people. And we have a lot to say. We have Christ in us and he is their hope. Amen. And, and the, the people in the world are, there are those, you know, the, everybody in the world is not, uh, bad. And hey, there are people out there that want, in fact, there's most people out there really want the Lord and want to hear what we have to say about God. They need miracles. They need to be healed. They need to be set free. They need deliverance. There's there so many kids that's been put into save, slavery, sex slavery. It's just the world is just really bad, but we're the answer. You know, we need to uh, rise up and and just start to care. And uh, most of us do. It's just that we don't want to come out of our comfort zone. We need to come out of our comfort zone. You know, everything's nice at home. We have all our needs met, but we still need to think about those that don't know God. And, and witness to them, you know, present God to them. And, and it's only, we, we, we can only do that. The church can only do that. Amen. Hallelujah. John, who was exiled, uh, on the Isle of Patmos. And that was a, a, a island that prisoners went, the Roman soldiers took prisoners there. Amen. There was no vegetation there, no trees for shade, very hot it's in the desert. And uh, he was exiled there until he died for the sake of the gospel because he preached Jesus. Amen. 
And so we, you know, you may have to put up with a whole lot, but it's worth it. Because the Bible says what you get in uh, the weight and glory is is far more important than the things that we suffer. Amen. And so we need to um, just forget about what the world likes, what they're saying, what they, and really hone in on what God is saying, what God is doing, what God wants us to do. Amen. There's so many people that has uh, perished, perished for the sake of the gospel. So John is one. Uh, who was the other person I talked about? Yes, Stephen was stoned. And then Paul. Paul said we're, we're, uh, pressed in on every side. And this is what he's talking about. That pressing and that's being pressed by the world because of who you are. You know, that, that pressure of, um, the world that don't, don't want you to preach the gospel and don't want you to be who you are. Hate you hate you. See, they act like they love you because they want to pull you back over there. But, you know, they don't love you. They hate Jesus and they hate anybody that represent him. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want to read about um, about John, it's in Revelations 1, 9, verse 8, if you write that down. Revelations 1, 9 through 11. Did I say that before? No, sorry about that. So all the disciples died uh, a violent death. But see, they didn't worry about how they died. See, how you go is is not important because you just step over. you righteous, you step over. You know? I mean, Stephen, with, when, he was be, when he was stoned, he knew nothing about that. He just stepped over in glory. Amen? Hallelujah. It's just like they thought they hurt, they hurt Jesus and they didn't because he wasn't even there. You see, you, they may be able to kill our body, but they cannot kill your spirit. Amen. And so they didn't know that, but they could not kill Jesus, couldn't kill his spirit. His spirit lives on. He's alive. He rose again and he's alive in you and me. They will never kill his, (laughs) they will never kill him. Amen. Had they known who they put on that cross, the Bible says they would not have done it. Amen. So today, Christians still suffer persecution. Amen. Beheading, hung. It's just terrible. I hate to think about some of the things that they torched, beaten, put in jail. Mothers, they don't care if you're a woman. If you preach the gospel, they're going to kill you or, or put you in jail. And that's what they want to do to all of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Especially in other countries. So sad. But our comfort comes through knowing how Jesus endured the cross. Amen. And despising the shame. He defied and overpowered death, hell, and the grave. And that's our joy right there. Just knowing that. That's our joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't allow fear to grip us. I mean, fear will try to visit you. Amen. But we need to start resisting. The church needs to start resisting more. Amen. The Bible says if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Hallelujah. He endured the cross. That's something to say. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. 
Amen. Death has no victory over us. And it's something to rejoice about. And this is why the Bible says rejoice and be glad because the enemy cannot take your life. Amen. It cannot take your life. Cannot put your name down as, you know, like they want you to. Because we, we can always get back up. Amen. And so we need to remember these things when we walk that lonely road for Jesus. Just remember God is with us. And the Bible says there's a mighty terrible one. Amen. Don't allow fear to grip us ever. Amen. The fear and reverence of God. And this is what we, we know. And this is the most important thing. The fear and reverence of fear, not the kind of fear that you fear man. Fear, in other words, fear God, the one that can put you in heaven or hell. We don't fear, fear man because he can't hurt us. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 3. 1 Thessalonians. Hallelujah. I think we, we're just going to be hearing a lot about the end time because that's where we are. People always sitting up, hiding at home saying, are we in the end time? But they don't want to, they don't want to uh, come out and do what they're supposed to do. They don't want to do what the end time church is supposed to be doing. Amen. Oh, let me use two hands. First, this three. Verse 1. Hallelujah. And it says, therefore, um, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone. I, I don't think I have the right thing. 1 Thessalonians 3, 1. Talking about stay encouraged. Okay, let me keep reading. It says, uh, therefore, when we could no longer endure it, we thought it good to be left in Athens alone and sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborer in the, in the gospel of Christ to establish you and encourage you concerning your faith. That no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are appointed to this. Amen. In other words, the Bible has already told us we will be persecuted for the sake of the gospel. And that's why it's saying we're, we're already appointed to this. Amen. And so it says, let's see, where am I at? You don't know and I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we, I did three. We're appointed to this. Verse four says, for in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation just as it happened. And you know, for this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to you your, I sent to you, I sent to know your faith. I sent to know your faith. Least by some means the tempter had tempted you and our labor might be in vain. Hallelujah. I think I, I put the wrong scripture down there. That's what happened. But in other words, what I meant to say is uh, stay steadfast 
in which you believe. I just wrote the wrong scripture down. I was in Thessalonians somewhere. Stay steadfast in what you believe and don't lose heart because of tribulation in this glory. It says something like that. But in other words, don't let tribulation cause you to cave in to the world and, and go back to the world. Don't support what they support. Amen. It's just you just can't do it. Amen. We have to stand firm in what God has told us to stand in. Stand firm. Even though there is persecution set against us. Have to, Paul, this is what Paul was saying. You know, pressed but not whatever. But he says it's coming in from all sides. And we have to deal with that. Amen. Okay, so let's go to Matthew 5. I think we were in Matthew before. Let's go back there. Hallelujah. Matthew 5. It's just something in there I want to, I ran across and I want to read. Verse 12. Let's see, Matthew 5. And it says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. Amen. And then it tells us in, in verse 13 that you're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, see, if you go back to the world, you lose its flavor. Amen. And this is for all of us. Me too. I'm not just preaching at two people. But I'm preaching to all of us. That's why it's in the Bible. Amen. This is for all of us because we are all tempted to go back to the world. Because there's so much temptation. The TV, the Internet, I mean everything. The devil has this world set up to lead you back. That's why we stay in our word. Amen. Amen, y'all. Well, maybe you don't. (laughs) No, I don't stay in my word. (laughs) But the Bible says you're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill and you cannot be hidden. Nor do you light, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. If we fall one at a time or if if, uh, a person fall by your side, you keep marching. Amen. It doesn't matter whoever it is. We stand up and we keep marching. We keep serving God no matter what. Amen. Let's go to John 15. John fifteen eighteen. Hallelujah. And it says, if the world hates you, 
you know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you were of the world, the world would love its own. See, that's how you know if you belong to the world. This is how you know that you haven't backslidden. Amen? Because they hate you. Every time you turn around, here's something else. Every time you turn around, here's something else. You go to work. You, it's almost 4 o'clock. It's almost time you punch out. But you can't get out the door without the devil acting up. That's how you know you are uh, God's you are God. You belong to God. You don't belong to the world because you intimidate them too much. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Where am I at? In 18, 19. And if you were of the world, the world would would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I, cho- I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. See, God has uh, called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we're no longer a part of that. Amen. We we mess up, but we are not a part of the world. Verse 20 says, remember the word that I said to you. And this is Jesus talking. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. And if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Hallelujah. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. And if they if they had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. You know, everybody is looking for God. Don't want Jesus, but looking for God. Want to go some through another way to get to God. But Jesus is saying here, if they don't like me, they don't like him. Amen. But they still looking for God in some kind of way. Hallelujah. Let's see where am I at. 24. If I had not uh, done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now... They have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their, in their law. And they hated me without a cause. And because he did marvelous works among men. He fed the 5,000. You know, he did miracles. He raised people from the dead. He even had compassion for, uh, for the madman of Gadara, what's his name, Lazarus. He had compassion for all men. He didn't care who it was. But he is saying, I did all these wonderful things, I did all these marvelous works, and they still hated me. Amen. Hallelujah. They still hated me. So it's not popular to be a persecuted to be persecuted and hated, especially in the church. Nobody likes that. <laughs> it's not popular. Amen. Ooh. Hallelujah. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. But it does pr- produce and promote character. You know, the Bible says it produces character. You know, so sometimes, in other words, God is saying sometimes you need a little persecution. Mm-hmm. Whip you up. Amen. Special reward. Hallelujah. So let's see where am I at. We need to take a stand for Jesus no matter what. Amen.
and suffer with him. Amen. There's a special reward for us suffering with Jesus. Now, that can get sticky because some people think if they're sick, they're suffering for Jesus. Why, why aren't you healed? Oh, I'm just suffering for Jesus. He'll heal me when, I'm, when it's time. But, you know, he wants to, me to suffer for him and represent him. That's just, see, that's another lie of the devil. No. I mean, Jesus doesn't need, uh, he doesn't use sickness to show people his power. Because if he did, he wouldn't have went, the Bible says he went about doing good and healing them of their afflictions. And he didn't need to allow people to be sick just so he could save them. He could go part to see. He can, he can holler at the moon and, and, you know, part the valleys and the hills. He can do some real stuff. Make it stop raining and make it rain manna. He can do much more marvelous works than a healing. That wasn't a marvelous work. Amen. And so he, we need to uh, recognize who God is and what his potential is and who he is. See, the world don't know, but we know. Amen. And he doesn't need us being sick for his glory. He just doesn't honor that. Amen. The world likes those of you who think like them and live like them, talk like them. He wants us to act like them. That's what the world wants. But Jesus wants us to take on his personality. And I think this is why we go through persecutions. So, you know, we can, the glory can be shown and, and rise upon us. They can see the glory of the Lord in us. And so we need to um, honor God, honor what he's doing in our lives. People will see. People will know who we are. They know us by our fruit, not the designer labels you have or, you know, whatever. They know us by our fruit. Amen. Those who agree and compromise with the world, you know, that's all you have. And then you don't have the world because they still will. They still don't like you. They don't like, they don't like us. Amen. I, I feel bad. You know, that's why I say I'd rather go stay with the, the Christians, even if I get beat up, and, than to go to the world, cause then you get killed. Amen. <laughs> the world would use you and crush you, but the, but the Christians have compassion. And we're supposed to walk in love anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. It, and when you go to the world, it's going to be your turn. Somebody else's turn one day, but your turn is coming. It just is. That's how Satan does. That's his reward. See, you know what his reward is? Killing people. Use you. Either drive you crazy. Get you strung out on drugs after you've been delivered and set free. That's his reward. Amen. He don't play fair. But God's reward is, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. God's reward is, is everlasting life and, and eternal life. It's everything good. And so we need to turn in the, the, just reject the brass and desire the gold. And this is what we need to do. Amen. We need to desire more of God. Desire what's pure. That's what I'm saying. Don't desire the false and the fake. 
but desire what's pure. Amen. The world will use you and crush you. The world loves to see the church fighting one another. And this is another thing. We fight each other too much. Amen. If we're wrong, we need to admit it or humble ourselves. Amen. And allow the church to, to heal us. Because, see, there's a healing process that the church, we could administer to one another. But what do we do? Get blow up bigger and bigger. You know, it's like if you, you know you're wrong uh, or you know you messed up like we all do, you know, then humble ourselves and allow us to minister to you. And, it, and the Bible says, cause it ministering one to another. And, and stop keeping such long accounts of wrong done. Amen. Stop keeping this long account. Amen. But we, we not going to do that. I already know how this, this works. Been in church a long time. Amen. We fight too much, hate one another, just like the world, manipulate one another. Amen. It's just too much. But you know what that is called religion because everybody's playing a game. And then we need to be real. We need to act, stop acting like the world and be who we are. Be who God made us because we're made in his image. We have so much, we have so much more than the world. And that's why uh, the Bible tells us not to conform to the image of the world, but be ye transformed by renewing your mind. Renew your mind in the word and be uh, all that you can be. Be who God created you to be. But we try to be, I don't know, be whoever we see on TV. <laughs> and when I say we, I'm talking about the the, uh, the majority of Christians. I'm not talking about all of us because most of us are not like that. But I'm I'm just preaching what the Bible has already said. Quit Quit quarreling among one another. Quit fighting amongst one another amen but we continue to do it because we refuse to renew our minds we refuse refuse to renew our minds in the word of god refuse to love one another refuse to get along refuse to obey god amen but we need to do all of these things hallelujah hebrews 10 if you want to go there let's see what it says here Hebrews 10, verse 24. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. It says, for if we sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversary. Amen. Let's see how far do I want to go here. I've gone far enough, but I'm going to keep going a little bit longer. In verse 28, it says, anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. 
of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be uh, thought worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot, accounted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, said the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. If it, wait a minute, if is, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured great struggle with sufferings. Partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations and partly while you become companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me in my planes, in my chains, this is Paul talking, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Amen. I know sometimes when we think about heaven, it's like, I don't want it there. I want something now, you know. You know, I know I got something good coming there. But when you're going through persecution, you just have to stay. (sighs) Heaven is the only thing. Sometimes it gets so bad. That's your only um, thing that's going to make it better, if I can say that. And sometimes it, cause sometimes it gets that bad. Amen. So we need to go all the way with the church. I mean, all the way with Christ church and stop being a, a wannabe. Just be you. Cause God created us wonder. The Bible says we're wonderfully and beautifully made. Amen. And your gift will make room for you. Nobody can cheat you out of anything. Amen. This is why the church is so divided. Amen. Let's, you know, the Bible says, come, let's reason together. You know, we can help one another. And if one of us fall, build, build one another up. This is what we're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to clap. Amen. This is why we need to just stay with God. Repent and stay with God. Amen. Because we're the light of the world. We are his light. God has his money riding on us, amen, and we should have ours riding on him. That's why we we will never uh, turn our backs on him. We will never turn our backs on him, amen. The world, this is something that I found interesting. I wrote down, the world is an enemy-occupied territory. It just is. And Satan doesn't want us bringing any light into it. Amen. He does not want us bringing light, exposing sin and darkness. <clears throat> but Matthew sixteen twenty four through 27 says, whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. So lose your life and find it. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want, you want to write that down, we need to read this and just go back to the word. The word has a, a solution for every bad situation. There's not enough resisting. <clears throat> and the Bible says if you resist Satan, he must flee. But we too much just are being led off willingly. But we need to submit to his authority. 
submit to the word. Amen. This is end time living. Amen. Where it's just going to be us, you and God. You, that's all you have really is your relationship with him. Amen. The world is not our home. Amen. So why would you sell out to a place that's not your home? See, the, the, uh, when you're a Christian, your home is heaven. We're aliens in this place. And so if the world is, the, the, um, world is not our home, then don't sell out to the world. Amen. Sell out to your homeland. Your citizenship is in heaven. That's what I'm trying to say. Sell out to you where your citizenship is. Amen. And don't sell out to the world. Amen. Uh, the world doesn't want you. It just doesn't want us anyhow. I, I can't remember what I was going to say. But the world doesn't want you or he'll, they'll, the world will use us, beat us up. And then when he's done with us, we're raggedy, broke, poor. You know, broken. So many, there's so many broken people that are in the body of Christ that we can minister to and help right now today. Amen. You know, the, the ministry of Jesus Christ never grows old. And we need to help uh, those who are crying out for Jesus and crying out for a touch from Him. We can lay, everybody in here can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Every single person. Amen. And so this is why we need to stay with God. Choose God and live. Romans 8.18. Let me turn there. Romans 8.18. And it's a familiar scripture. Hallelujah. And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Amen. The people in the world are expecting us to find them because they're praying. And and they're crying out, Jesus, help me, save me. And we have people right in our midst who need that same help, who we know have messed up. And so they're crying out for the same help. Amen. And so this is our job to um, not worry about persecution, but to be the best and do the best that we can do for Christ. Amen. Be examples. You know, I can't be an example for anybody but me. I'm responsible for me. Amen. But I, my job is to be there for others and to just um, do as be- the best that I can do. And when you've done your best, you've done everything that you're supposed to do. Amen. So, um God just wants us to stay with him, receive instruction from him, obey his word, and allow him to increase us more and more, to um, make us who we are and then some, make us more than what we what we even want to be. You know, God wants us to do exceedingly and abundantly. He wants to share 
um, his love through us to others. And that's what this scripture is talking about. Amen. It's ta- talking about the groanings. And, and we suffer for the glory of Christ, for these people, for all creation. Verse 20 says, for the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because he who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have, we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. See, anything that you have to hope for and you see it, that's not hope. You don't have to hope. It's a waste of time. But but hope for that which is promised. Hope for that which is which you have not seen. That's called faith. Amen. It turns into faith because you put so much of yourself into it. And then it's faith. And you hold on for faith. And you don't stop believing until you see the manifestation. Amen. Uh, let's see. Let's do 26. And it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And now he who searches the the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. And so don't ever feel like um, you fail God so bad that you can't be picked up. Amen. Stand for God um, because you have Christ in you, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. And we all have a job to do, and that's to preach the gospel, uh, uh, do the work of the ministry, and stand for righteousness. And we're not perfect when we mess up, repent. And, and, and be, if, if it's to a degree where you need constantly, whatever it is, God can do all that stuff. He's a wonderful counselor. He can do whatever it is that you need to be done, but don't ever let the God, the devil make you feel like you struck out because we haven't. Amen. You know, we're still, I believe when people go over to the other side and, and live for the devil, God will take them back. He'll bring them back. But the devil is so evil, he'll beat you up while you're out there. I wouldn't trust him. But some do because of, you know, youth, uh, immaturity, whatever it is. But I know God can restore and reestablish and and cleanse and heal and make things new again. Amen. I'm going to stop. Father, we do thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
We love you and we bless you, Father God, and we thank you, Father. And we exalt you and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Healing of hearts. I'm just asking God to heal hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless you and we lift you up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There's 